I'm John Ryan, and this is Pod Roast. This week, something new. We're marking our 10th episode by raising a pod toast. See what we did there? As that gear-crunching wordplay suggests, I need to show you I'm not just a one-note misery guts, and that there is good work going on in the audio sphere. So this week, join me and Mason Lane of National American Radio as he investigates lyric-inspired homicide and the warm glow of tele-nostalgia as Neil Perryman invites us to create the perfect night in. So both the podcasts in today's review I've recommended before, but in the formulaic audio sea of mediocrity, these are great islands to make a second visit. Sometimes there are ideas so good and so simple, you wonder why anyone else hasn't already had them. Investigating crimes from hit songs is one such brilliant idea. Combining that with a note-perfect skit of NPR-style podcasts and true crime is nigh on genius. Especially when it's executed with the usual attention to detail and flair you'll find from John Holmes and his unusual productions crew. This is Cold Case Crime Cuts. The first episode's source material is Barry Manilow's Everything But The Kitchen Sink, number 42 B-side from 1978, Copacabana. But you may be more familiar with that from 1992's remix, which saw it make the top 30 here in the UK. It starts with a clip of Lola from the song. She says she couldn't find her phone as she's half blind and she's under some of her feathers. That's the kind of lyrical attention to detail that means you really need to have a listen to the song, or even better, have the words in front of you. And if that sounds too much like hard work, it really isn't for the payoff you get in laughs. From our studios in Lala Plaza Studios, New York City, I'm Mason Lane, begins our intrepid journalist, executed perfectly by Lance Fuller. Another reviewer likened this to Airplane. And that's so on the money, I'm going to steal it. There's gag after gag after gag. And this is the second layer of what's going on here. Having hit upon the perfect three-word idea crimes from songs, it would have been easy to sit three goons in a living room with a roadcaster and churn out a predictable show of them out-punning each other and jerking off to their own archness. But taking that idea and making it a crafted drama reading, simultaneously gently baiting some of the protocol and structure of podcast production, particularly from NPR, reborn here as National American Radio, is what makes this truly exceptional and very funny indeed. Here's another line. Cuba, famed for its missile crisis and its libre, starts Mason, leading us into the story. Some lines are just clever like that one and bang on the NPR money in terms of structure. Others are downright LOL moments, which means I'm not going to review this quite as deeply as I do in a normal pod roast. I don't want to spoil the gags, as I really do want you to seek this out if the idea appeals. It's as well observed an NPR takedown as Saturday Night Live's The Potties. Stick that into YouTube to see a sketch based on a fictional podcast award to see how some of these pod tropes have been the punchline before. This is the story of Lola, Rico and Tony, a have-and-a-go hero, begins the main narrative, and there's a production layer here of effective but unobtrusive sound design and original music that lifts the comedy yet another level higher. 
Then we get Meta just a minute and a half in and Mason is interrupting his own podcast for a sponsor mention. It starts and ends with a strange electronic Sonic logo. Why do they do that in real life? And in the simple read that follows, you can hear the love and the wit of wordplay that makes this such a good listen. In your head, you can almost imagine the process behind this, taking a crime song and forensically cutting up the lyrics. I like to think this is done in that Scandi-style police drama situation room, with a razor blade attaching them to a glass wall, adding notes with whiteboard markers and blue-tacking witness and suspect pictures, a mind map squeezing every last drop of comedic potential out of the source material. Later episodes promise the obvious, I shot the sheriff, the surreal video killed the radio star, and episode two, the forgotten Richard Marks hit, Hazard. It's a shame we're only getting eight of these, but bravo unusual, given the effort and creativity in every minute, we can forgive you that. After all, we're still waiting for a second Archwell audio episode, and they've had 18 million quid. Only 80 days since the last one. We may be slowly talking our way out of lockdown, but there's still at least a few weeks to go. As we've been imprisoned in our own homes for the best part of a year, streamers have seen subscriptions go through the roof, and broadcasters have had to square ever-increasing demand with ever-decreasing stocks of stuff to actually show anyone. That, plus the occasionally apocalyptic predictions and pubs being shut, might have driven you to the cosy duvet of nostalgia for comfort. It certainly has me, back to the days of three or four channels, to a time when additional content came from Blockbuster rather than from Broadband, which is why I wanted to share the humble and straightforward Perfect Night In podcast with you. Now, full disclosure, I have a full-size Dalek in my living room. The only reason I have a so-called career in audio is a desire to be the producer of Doctor Who as a precocious 12-year-old, and consequently reading that you need media experience to be a TV producer, which saw me rock up at the local hospital radio station. The rest is history. So now I'm already well disposed towards what people will call genre series or anything with a fandom. I knew of Neil Perryman then, the man behind this one. He's famous for a blog and books called Adventures with the Wife in Space, where he watched every episode of Doctor Who with his non-fan Mrs. Sue. Perfect Night In is a slightly less geeky enterprise in which he invites a guest to construct their perfect night in, like a desert island discs, but with telly rather than music. Like many good podcast series, every episode follows the same formula. Neil's guest has to describe their location, their main telewatching room, then straight into the schedule. It's six o'clock, what would you pick? Unencumbered by news, the one show, or party political broadcasts, the guest then gets to build a schedule, programme by programme, until close down. Ask your granddad if you don't know what that is. One of the things that makes this is a cleverly cut use of title music and clips. I don't know if it's locked down, but some of the title music has either returned me immediately to an era of super mooses and short trousers, or indeed reduced me to tears. There's something about hearing the soundtrack to your childhood, especially long-forgotten TV cues through podcast headphones, that has a profound effect. Neil's not a natural broadcaster, and I mean that as a compliment on this occasion. His gentle style gets a lot out of his interviewees. Steve Berry in episode one chooses Wurzel Gummidge as his six o'clock choice, for example, describing it as when he was last happy. I was about nine years old. 
And that's a nice example of the mashup of slightly geeky telly memories and nostalgia and how they seg into insights from the guest about the times and life stages they were in when they watched this stuff. I've devoured every episode before, but I watched a few again for Podroast. And yes, I mean watched, as well as working perfectly in audio form, perfectnightin.tv gives you the chance to watch these, which means you get more than the theme tune, you get some visual stimulus too. Even though most of Neil's guests are from a genre background, not every choice is a Forbidden Planet favourite by any means. Shows like Colditz, Nightingales, The Thick of It, Ski Boy, Mr. Ben, The Banana Splits, Ever Decreasing Circles, they all appear in the series. And the beauty here is, they're discussed by people who know and love them, or who have researched them for longer than 30 seconds on a Wikipedia page. At its worst... This idea could have been the audio equivalent of a clip show on Channel 5. But as everyone on here is a certified telly nerd, you learn about the shows you didn't know and wallow in times past for the ones you did. Even the visual presentation of Perfect Night In is a graphically perfect celebration of CFAX, right down to its blue, yellow, black and white logo and schedule screens on the website. There's 13 episodes and only one woman, which means it's a bit blokey and, given the subject matter, a bit middle-aged. But it's a minor quibble in what is an affectionate, thoughtful critique on 70s, 80s and 90s telly. The only other quibble is it seems to have stopped, like so much else, in 2019. If you're new to it, that means there's plenty to enjoy, and being a podcast about old stuff, it doesn't matter that you're late to this particular party. For the rest of us, though, it would be lovely to have some more. I'm John Ryan, raising a glass to Unusual Productions' Cold Case Crime Cuts for Audi and Perfect Night In by Neil Perryman. Bravo, everyone. More podtoasts in a month. But normal services resume next week as I seek out podcasts to listen to so you don't have to. Hello, and welcome to Novel Conversations, a podcast about the world's greatest stories. I'm your host, Frank Lavallo, and for each episode of Novel Conversations, I talk to two readers about one book. And together, we summarize the story for you. We introduce you to the characters, we tell you what happens to them, and we read from the book along the way. So if you love hearing a good story, you're in the right place. Our ninth season is coming this fall. Tune in to hear from some of the all-time great authors, Charles Dickens, Jules Verne, F. Scott Fitzgerald, and more. Subscribe to Novel Conversations wherever you listen to podcasts.